Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds. To them who by patience continue in some well-doing seat. No nope. glory and honor and immorality. Yep. Eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth. But obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' expose them. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my?
you got to choose one, who you gonna choose the most? I heard it's hard to choose, to choose from. You got to choose one, who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Got to choose. Alright, alright, alright. You gonna learn today? Alright, alright, alright. You gonna learn today? All right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 and good morning. Barak Asam to the 12 tribes worldwide, to Judah, Benjamin Levi, Simeon, Zebulon, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gav, Reuben, Ashton, Valley, and Issachar. To so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitian, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans, those people of, of whose fathers are of Negroid, Native American, or so-called Hispanic descent. Shalom, shalom, shalom. You've reached another episode of Bible Talk. My name is Rashad. I'd like to welcome you to our show. Um, Bible Talk is a podcast that we put out. We've been doing this since uh, February 28, 2010. Uh, and we do a live stream, our live podcast, every Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to about 12, uh, 12 noon. Sometimes we might go a little bit over, um, about 12.30. And again, that's Monday through Thursday from 10, 10 a.m. to about noon. And then we come back again on Friday nights uh, uh, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Welcome, 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 welcome. Um, the other teachers that we have, that we have on, the, uh, uh, on our podcast is Brother Tazapa. Uh, he does uh, his classes every Tuesday and Thursday, again, from 10 p.m. 10 a.m. To, to, uh, to 12 noon. And then the Brother Bonabai. Uh, who handles our classes on Friday nights, um, who's the host uh, of our classes on Friday nights, going from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Again, uh, right here on uh, blogtalkradio.com, uh, at Bible Talk on blogtalkradio.com. Um, if you like to listen to our live shows, you can call in uh, when we're doing the show live at area code 646-668-2568 to uh, call in and listen to the show live, or you can go through your web browser. Your web browser on your phone, web browser on your, on your tablet, web browser on your laptop or desktop at www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, once you get there, uh, go to the search box and type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, and that will bring you to our episode page. When you get there, it will say on air live. and have a little play button. Click the play button, and you'll be able to listen to the show live. Now, if you listen to, to our, our class live through the web browser, yeah, and what's going to happen is um, if you um, listen to the web browser, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, all the noise in the background, I'm sorry, um, you got me distracted. If you listen to the web browser, then when our show ends, we start to, when it starts at, at, at 10 and uh, it ends at 12, then the web browser, they only give us the two hours on the live web browser that you're going to be able to hear. If you call in, uh, uh, if you call in, you'll be able to listen to the show its entirety for no matter how long it goes. And if you miss uh, a part of the show, you can always go back to the archives in the library, again, at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mashaba. Or uh, we, we have uh, accounts. Uh, uh, you can read us on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, um, 
Apple iTunes podcast, and also uh, a service called Podcast Addict. Uh, so if you miss any of our shows, uh, you can still go back and catch them in, in entirety, catch what you might have missed, uh, go back and catch up on whatever notes uh, uh, that you might have missed out on, whatever scripts you might have missed out on, and that's one way you can keep up with us uh, in our shows. Now, one thing we really do is um, on Mondays and Wednesdays when I do teach, um, a lot of the topics that we're covering, these, they, they become real extensive um, series uh, that we're covering. Now, we have it broke down into different parts. Uh, some parts might go to part 21, 23, 28. Uh, some parts might be 18, might be 7. So a lot of, our, of the topics that we're going through, they have different parts to it. So if you miss any one of our parts, and you say you're, catching, you're just coming in at part number 9, uh, on our services, you can go back and catch up from parts 1 up to 9, so you might be able to get the full concept and, and, and the full comprehension and context of where the class will be coming from right? and, and what, what, what we might be going over. So th- those are available, and we ask that you know, please check us out that way. Um, for our other schools, for, for our other platforms, uh, you can reach us uh, on YouTube, on our YouTube channels, the uh, Stream of Wisdom, all right? The Stream of Wisdom, either uh, Houston, the Stream of Wisdom, uh, Norfolk, and the Stream of Wisdom, uh, Rochester, New York, all right? That's uh, the camp locations that we have, as well as our, our camp location here in San Antonio, which is our oldest one. Uh, called the Sport of Truth, all right? Uh, and you can reach them at ISBHBK uh, uh, San Antonio. I don't know if they've changed the, 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 the title of the show just yet. Um, for our school here in San Antonio, they do have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then on Saturdays, there's a Sabbath class starting at 10 a.m., all right? Uh, if you can't actually make it to the school, which we invite everybody to do, uh, please uh, join them uh, on YouTube. Uh, again, from the same hours that they're live, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then for the Sabbath class on Saturdays, starting at 10 a.m. Uh, for our, our school in Houston, uh, uh, the Stream of Wisdom, Houston, Texas, uh, their school location is at 231 Evan Road 292 in Stafford, Texas, 77477 being the address there. Uh, and they have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as well, and on Saturdays. Uh, classes are from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Monday, and Monday and Wednesdays, and then on Fridays uh, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then on Saturdays, they also have a Sabbath ceremony um, that they go through on, on Saturdays. They're at the school right, that you, uh, you can actually check out. Um, for their uh, Monday and Wednesday classes, you can log on to uh, SOW, uh, Stream of Wisdom, uh, YouTube channel, Stream of Wisdom Houston, uh, and catch your class again on Mondays and Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. For our school in Norfolk, uh, uh, the Stream of, Stream of Wisdom Norfolk, or SOW Norfolk, uh, is located at 2016 Grammy Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517, be the address there. And they have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And you catch them live on, you, on Facebook at uh, Stream of Wisdom uh, a Bible class stream of, stream of wisdom, stream of wisdom, uh, Norfolk every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then on Fridays you can catch them at the stream of, uh, stream of SOW uh, Norfolk on Fridays uh, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. as well, and then they have the Sabbath ceremony, the Sabbath service uh, that they do every Saturday or every Sabbath starting at 12 noon. Uh, very insightful. Uh, check it out. They do, they do a great job 
Uh, that's for our school there in Norfolk. For our school in Rochester, which is headed up by uh, our brother uh, Zion Alice, uh, for our school in Rochester, located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, being the address there. And they have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, uh, and Saturday there in Rochester. Classes from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then again, the Sabbath, uh, Sabbath class every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Uh, again, Eastern Standard Times there in Rochester. Um, uh, for now, we invite you, if you'd like to support any of our, our businesses or, or any of the schools we have going on, we ask you to please check out ifbhbk.com until we get the name changed, ifbhbk.com, or just go directly to chosencreations.com.etsy, um, uh, etsy at E-T-S-Y, to check out um, uh, the business that we have set up there called Chosen uh, Creations, which offers custom-engraved jewelry, personalized home decor, and unique gifts you can't find anywhere else. Check the website out. I can't, I can't really speak about it enough to do it justice. Go and check it out, and you can get your, your uh, again, custom engraved jewelry, personalized home decor, and unique gifts you can't find anywhere else. Go and check the website out. It really is amazing. Uh, and they can, they can custom design something for you, or you can choose from any of the things that they've already created. Uh, it, it's a great business, all right? And, again, all pro, the proceeds go to help support our schools in Norfolk and uh, Houston and in Rochester. You also find a link to Fringed Up. Uh, with Fringed Up, uh, you find a new shirt. Uh, you get uh, with a subscription. You get a new shirt each month, which includes a uh, border blue and fringes. It's 100% pre-shrunk cotton uh, with the vinyl design of the month. And according to whatever subscription you get, you can also get a leather headband to match your shirt. Right? And shipping is that most definitely included right and again with these subscriptions that you get you help keep our schools going uh and help us keep putting this truth out um in houston in rochester and in new york right that's that's pretty stuff then you also find a link to israel wear if you need a garment made for men women or children you need a garment made uh whether it be a, a, a robe whether it be um a, a tunic whether it be uh um uh, you, you name it uh Check out Israel Wear. Every, every garment is, is handmade custom, and can be custom designed to fit your style or whatever you have going on. We ask, please check out Israel Wear. You can reach them on Facebook as well, uh, where if you want to, again, get a, a garment made, for, if, if it's for a wedding, if it's for a holiday, if it's for a, a special event, special occasion, contact them, and they custom design you uh, handmade uh, garments that for men, women, and children that you will really be impressed with. All right, the quality is is top notch, high quality, and the price you 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 feel like you're robbing them uh, for 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 the the handmade garment that you're getting uh, at the price you're getting at. You gonna think you're robbing them. So we ask you please check out Israel Wear on Facebook, uh, and then also check out Sweet Ambiance. Right? Uh, Sweet Ambiance uh, uh, engineers custom fragrances so every one of your moods can smell amazing. When you support uh, Sweet Ambiance, you support SOW, the Stream of Wisdom. Uh, again, you get a monthly subscription to Sweet Ambiance as well, where you can get a custom design or a, a design of fragrance of the month for men, women, or children, uh, depending on what you want to uh, subscribe up to. And uh, each month, you get a brand, a brand new oil uh, uh, shipped to you. Uh, that it, it, the, price, the subscription price includes the shipping. And you'll get the, the fragrance of the month 
if you're a man, if you're a woman, or children, or whatever you got going on, and they can definitely take care of your coin to your subscription. All right. So we ask you to please check out those those business in, in, empires or in, uh, entities to help help keep our schools going in Houston, in Norfolk, and in uh, Rochester. For our school in San Antonio, we ask you to please visit uh, Eastern Fragrances or On the Mark Moving. Right? Eastern Fragrances, similar to uh, Sweet Ambiance, provides uh, uh, custom engineered uh, fragrances for the, for the house for men, women, and children uh, to to satisfy uh, whatever uh, you might have going on. Uh, they they have uh, the actual oils um, that most of your, that all your uh, colognes or perfumes are made from without the alcohol and water. So they're concentrated and they last you forever and they really are great. Uh, they really are great. And one of the specialties of Eastern Fragrances is that once you buy a bottle, purchase a, a bottle from Eastern Fragrances, uh, whenever the bottle is empty, bring it back and they can they will refill it with the, the oil of your choice for half price. Right? So you would never ever ever pay full price for for uh, an oil ever again. Uh, so we ask you to please uh, ch- uh, check these, these things out, as well as on the mark moving. If you're in the San Antonio area and you have any moving needs you need to take care of, uh, if you're going to move a house, uh, an apartment, uh, um, uh, if you're going to move a storage, uh, any moves you need to take care of, uh, local, uh, within, uh, local or statewide or even uh, across the country, contact on the mark moving to assure high-quality uh, professional moves. Uh, Anamart Moving is a licensed, insured, and bonded uh, company that will take care of whatever moving needs you have going on. And again, when you support Eastern Fragrances or Anamart Moving, you're supporting the truth here in San Antonio. All right? And last but certainly not least, uh, another uh, uh, enterprise rescue support is EO Pure Therapy. EO Pure Therapy is located at Bolingbrook Mall on the first floor of the mall. Uh, Directly diagonal from the H&M clothing store, uh, directly across from the iSteam boutique there at the mall. And EOP Therapy specializes also in, in custom handmade bath bombs, uh, bath salts, uh, 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 fragrances for the home, for the body, for, the, uh, for men, women, or children, as well as uh, top-quality holistic skin care products. Right? Um, one of the specialties of uh, EOP Therapy is that it, they do specialize in bath bombs, that are infused, or bath salts that are infused with CBD oil, all right? So that as, you, as, you, as you're having that, that Calgon moment, take me away. Not only can you get a custom fragrance um, designed for your bath bombs or bath salts, you can have them infused with the CBD oil, just, just, you know, just to help, help, help put that little cherry on top, just, just complete everything. So we do ask you to uh, please support EO Pure Therapy to help, help, keep this, uh, help us keep uh, pushing the truth and, and keep this teaching going as well. All right, brothers and sisters, uh, again, uh, today is Wednesday, and, and uh, when I have all my classes, I, like, uh, I have a prayer list that I've been compiling that I like to um, uh, make these prayers for, for a certain brothers and sisters and people um, that ask that you might as well add them to your um, uh, prayers as well, all right? That, uh, the scripture says that the prayer of the righteous avails much. So it's a prayer list I've been, I've been um, compiling. If you'd like to have a name added to the prayer list, please text me at area code 210-784-8463. Please text me at area code 210-784-8463. And uh, let me know you'd like a name added to the prayer list so that we can send it out so that we can get more righteous people and more people praying for, for the most high. Please have mercy to help, to, uh, to guide, to heal, to recover. Um, 
uh, the brothers and sisters and, 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 and children uh, that we have on this list. Uh, so with that being said, uh, you can repeat after me, um, just a quick prayer. I'm going to be going back, back and forth between the Paleo Hebrew and the English um, as we send this prayer up. Uh, the Most High, in the name of Christ, Yahweh Baha, Shomi Shai. Please listen to us now. Babu Shah, Shemai Lenawa, right now, Yemi Please send Michael and the Holy Angels. Babu Shah, Shalak, Michael, Allah, Wa Allahayim. To watch over, Shema'il. To bless, Barak. To heal, Rapah. To protect, Hagan. To strengthen, Kazak. To help, Izar. Um, and to please, while Baba Gushar, take away all evil. Alakwach Mayan Kal Rai. Evil people, Rai Aim. Evil spirits, Rai Rachayim. From the husband and wife, Thawam and Waradaya. From the brother, John Spann. From the sister, Miss Catherine, otherwise known as Ma Dukes. From Becky, Darrow. And for Becky's sister, Carmen. Uh, for the entire Levitt family, uh, my in-laws, uh, including my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and all my nieces and nephews with the entire Levitt family. Uh, the Coates family, uh, the entire Coates family. Uh, continue, uh, continue prayers going on for Kazakia and his family. Uh, um, for the sister Anagashia. Uh, for the brother Thawam there in Houston. For the uh, brother uh, Thawam here in, in San Antonio, West Beverly. Uh, for the sister Ayana, the wife of Brother Awarna Ayer. Uh, for some special needs children, Father. Um, uh, the daughter of uh, Tazapa and uh, his wife, Arakaya, uh, uh, baby Cece. Uh, for the daughter of Gabar Kawa and Anagashia, Aisha uh, Lee. And for the daughter of uh, Barabar and his wife, Kwadashaya, uh, Aliyah. Continue uh, uh, prayers going to Father for Tazapa and his whole family. Uh, for the brother Kwadash Gabar, uh, for the brother Yenawathan, uh, for our, our brother out there in Florida, uh, Gabar, and for his wife, and uh, uh, for the brother Sam Kwadash and his wife Mar- Mariah, uh, for uh, our brother Gabar's uh, mother-in-law out there in Florida, uh, Ruthie Mae Johnson, uh, for the sister Kwadashaya, the wife of Bonabai, uh, for Pat Washington, uh, the mother of Brother LV, and for Brother LV, who is definitely going through some uh, 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 some iPhones right now, Father, uh, for the Brother Sean Stark, for the sister uh, uh, Sylvia Khan, uh, for our brother, for our nephew, uh, Shapar, uh, for the Brother Yama. And Father, we also, I'm also sending up prayers for uh, Mr. Smith, Father, and for... Um, my cousin, little Marty, and for um, the brother, Mr. Sparks. I'm supposed to add his name. I forget to add his name. Mr. Sparks, I believe. They're in Albuquerque, Father. We ask you all these things um, in Jesus Christ's name. Uh, we thank you always. Anachnawa, the Walatham Yad. Aman. Thank you, Aman. All right, brothers and sisters. So with that, uh, again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, we definitely you've reached another episode of Bible Talk. All right? We have another episode of Bible Talk. If y'all missed last night's class with Brother Tazapah, it was amazing. 
All right. If you missed it, uh, please check out again www.blogtalkradio.com or uh, Podcast Addict, uh, Google Podcast, um, uh, iHeartRadio Podcast. Go and check that show out. It was really amazing. It was really amazing. Not only did he cover yesterday being Tuesday on Talks About Tuesday, he covered some of the current events that's happening in, in the uh, in the news today, particularly um, the, uh, the the riverfront brawl out there in Alabama. He covered that and went through some scriptures. Uh, very, very, very uh, uh, enlightening and soothing. And then he also, uh, the class he went into in dealing with, the, um, dealing with Christ. And what he covered last night was the, um, why did Judas betray Jesus? Why did Judas betray Christ? And brothers, I'm going to say this to y'all. Um, not only is it because uh, Paul is my friend, uh, uh, he's everybody's uncle and everybody's brother, and we'll give you the show off his back. The class he went into last night, the class he's been covering, he, he's a history fanatic. Brother Tazapah is a history fanatic. And the research that he's able to do and go into, you know, bring out history to make it exciting, to make it, uh, 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 what's the word, reverent, to make it reality. Check out his classes, brothers and sisters. He does a really great job of really painting a mental picture of what was taking place and what was going on to really understand the concept and the context of what was happening. And last night he went into how Christ was anointed. Christ was the king of the Jews, and not just in word, or not just in, in uh, like in metaphor, but literally he, he came into Jerusalem the way the Israelite kings were brought into Jerusalem, going all the way back to Solomon. And he went and broke that. He really he, he touched on that. Really brought that out, and that was really amazing. And how, and understanding how much and why there was so much jealousy and hatred for him from uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees. But then he was going into how all Israel had been waiting for the Messiah. All Israel was waiting for that one king that was going to come back, and like the kings of old, was going to lead the Israelites out of captivity was going to lead the Israelites um, uh, back to our kingdom and back to our dominion. So when Judas Iscariot, you know what, I ain't going to give it away. I, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm, hopefully I'm leaving enough of a cliffhanger for you <clears throat> that you will go back and check out last night's show um, that Tuzzle Pod did to, so you can get the fullness. You know, sometimes you watch a movie, and somebody tries to tell you about the movie, but it really doesn't have the effect as if you watch it yourself. So I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there, <laughs> and uh, hopefully you let that be something that incites you, that, that stirs you up to go and check out last night's show. And the name of it, let me pull it up. Let me go ahead and pull that up for, for those that want to know, those who are in the know. I, yes, I got to know. I want to know. I got to know. Um, it is, let me pull this up now, um, episodes right here. The show that I was last night is uh, Never Wax, Never Wax Pale, The Beginning of the End, Part 3. All right? Never Wax Pale, The Beginning of the End, Part 3. I'm going to leave it If I got to say any more, it's your loss. I'm going to say it like that. If I got to say any more to try and, 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 and to try and help your knowledge, to try and help your wisdom, <laughs> to try and help your understanding, if you, you know what? I, I'm going to quote a scripture. I'm going to read a scripture. Right? I'm going to read a scripture. 
and I, I'm in one of those moods, y'all. I, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Um, I-G-N-O-R-A-N-T. This is what, this is what the Bible says, right? Um, in 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, verse 38, right? In 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, verse 38, <laughs> it says this. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. If you just want to stay dumb, then stay dumb. You don't really want some insight and context? That's your choice. All right? That's your choice. And now I'm curious about what, 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 uh, <laughs> For 1 Corinthians 14, verse 38, you know one thing I'm getting into, brothers and sisters, is looking at different, uh, different looking at verse at Bible verses through different versions of different Bibles. All right? So we got... Uh, uh, the King James Version, which I normally use, which is our, our, our main one that we always use, that says, but if, if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. But when we compare and get some other <laughs> uh, versions of the same verse, it says, but if anyone chooses to be ignorant, let him be ignorant. So if you choose to be ignorant, then, then stay ignorant. All right? That's the... That's the, um, uh, the AFV or the a faithful version Bible. Um, let's see here. When we look at that same verse, First uh, Corinthians fourteen thirty eight, in the Bible of basic English, it says, "But if any man is without knowledge, let him be so." If you ain't got no knowledge, you choose you don't want none. You want to stay ignorant, stay stupid. And I ain't talking about the hip hop, uh, you know, uh, uh, terminology from from the nineties. Oh man, that's stupid, ill, yo, stupid, fresh, yo. No, you won't be without knowledge. You, then that, that's your choice. All right. Oh, the Beeren Study Bible, y'all. The Beeren Study Bible for First Corinthians chapter fourteen verse thirty-eight. But if anyone ignores this, let him stop. Let him. I'm sorry. The Beeren Study Bible, First Corinthians fourteen thirty-eight. But if anyone ignores this, he himself will be ignored. I, 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 I mean. All right. Uh, oh, my God. Okay, here's the common English version. The common English version for 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 38. So don't pay attention to anyone who ignores what I am, <laughs> what I am writing. The common English version. So don't pay attention to anyone who ignores what I am writing. Ooh, these, these insights are, are oh, oh, this, ah, ooh, ah. Uh, let me see here. Let's find any more. Let me find the good news Bible. That, that's always a pretty good one. Here's the good news Bible, y'all, for First Corinthians fourteen thirty-eight. But if he does not pay attention to this, pay no attention to him. You know, this goes to First Corinthians chapter, not First Corinthians. This goes to Psalms chapter, Proverbs chapter one, verse twenty down. I'm not gonna go through all that. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give the exegesis or the breakdown for 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 that, but. When you start studying this Bible, reading this Bible, you really do start to see that uh, a lot of the lessons of the New Testament, they're just remixes of the Old Testament. When I say remix, meaning it, it, it's, it's, it's the same concept, but they might just change the word here or something here, but the, the same understanding, the same message will just come across. It's not something different, like what we've been conditioned, what we've been conditioned to believe 
uh, and with the with the the church uh, uh, system that that was imposed upon us from the, the arrival of uh, the Spanish, the Portuguese, the French, the Russian, the, the Greek, and the Spanish coming to the Americas, and they they gave us their perspectives and forced their perspectives upon the people here, um, and has believing that the, the we don't need the Old Testament. That it's the New Testament. It's all about the New Testament. Please. Uh, we know the scripture says that Christ comes in the volume of the book is written about him, meaning from the Old Testament, New Testament, and the Apocrypha. you got to put it all together. Right? We have to put it all together to, if we want to understand the context. And, again, to come back and understand some of these principles or some of these verses, that class brother talks about there last night, again, it, it, it's, got, it's got my wheels turning, got my wheels running, that damn. Because you can just read a scripture in the New Testament, but if you don't really go get the historical context that we find in the Old Testament, that we find in the scriptures, your, your understanding and, and, and knowledge, you, like the scripture says, and I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody right now. I'm not trying to be sarcastic right now. If you don't take the time to do that type of study, to do that type of research, and put in that type, that type of effort, your, your understanding is going, to, is, going to be, is going to be lacking big time. And it's not going to be because you sincerely don't believe what you're reading. Yes, you can sincerely, with all your heart, believe what you're reading, but it can still be wrong. You can still be wrong. And that brings me up to this scripture right here, brothers. And let me pull this one up too. I got to pull it up. Go to Proverbs. All right, go to Proverbs. And it says, W A Y R I J. Right, man. And Proverbs chapter four, and it's, it's in it twice, right? Um, matter of fact, oh, I well in Proverbs chapter fourteen verse twelve, um, brother, and and I invite you to please write down the the, the scriptures that we're going over that we, that we that we call up, and if you miss it, a good thing that we we do have this on on the uh, on the podcast. You can go back and listen, go back and get it. Uh, but please write the scriptures down so you can go back and do your research, go back and do your studies to see if this is not what the Bible actually says, and get the context, get the understanding, uh, get what's being said. Because if not, you can sincerely believe what you're reading and sincerely believe what, what you've been conditioned to, to, to get. But like Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 says, that there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That you really believe in your heart of hearts that you're doing right, you're doing things the right way, but the end of, of, of that path you're going down is not dealing with if you believe, if you're being sincere. And I get that a lot. I get that a lot, brothers and sisters, that people, they, I, I don't know where they, they, they I, I don't read that nowhere in the Bible that God is going to judge you if you're being sincere or not. I have not, I have yet to kind of come across that in, in those words. I can read where we're going to be judged according to God's judgment, according to God's commandments and God's laws that we're going to be judged by, you know, where everybody's on this thing, well, you can't judge me. Well, cool. I'm not going to judge you, but what God is. God's going to judge you by his commandments, his laws, his statutes, how he does things. I've not read where he's going to see. Well, okay, Mr. Pedophile, did you sincerely love that child when you had sex with that child? And that pedophile is going to be able to say, yes, Lord. I sincerely, in my heart of hearts, I really love that child. That's why I had sex with. 
that that that's not going to be the 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 measure of 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 guilt or non guilt because the person was sincere that the person really felt it deep in their bones and and that's why they did what they did and God's like okay well since you really felt that way since that's how you really felt oh okay well forget my laws and forget how I feel about things and and how I've had this Bible compiled for the past uh, six thousand years forget all that it's how you felt. It's how you seen it and how you felt in your bones and in your heart that you was doing it, what you wanted, how you felt. You know what? I'm going to change everything I've done. And, damn, then I should never have had the flood come with Noah. I should never kick Adam out the garden. Uh, none of this should have happened then. Then I should never have had the Israelites in captivity. Because if a person, if it's about a person going by how they feel and how I feel it deep in my bones, that, yeah, uh, the LGBTQ movement, I feel it. I feel like I'm a man trapped in a woman's body. I just feel it. I've had dreams. Uh, I just always have related more to, 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 to women. Even when I, uh, you know, when I was a child, I, I, was, I, I was more attracted to the pastels, colors, and, the, uh, uh, and, and, and uh, girls' activities and, and I just find boys to be, you know, back then, like, more repulsive, and I, I, find them, I hated myself. Um, but when I started putting on my, my mom's clothes and wearing her shoes and putting on her makeup, and it made me feel pretty, and it gave me self-esteem, and it gave me confidence that, you know what, that, because that's how it made me feel, that that's why I did this. That's why I went and got the injections and got, and got the surgeries and got the hormones and, and grew my hair long. Uh, and changed my name from from uh, uh, from Sean to Sean uh, because I just I had this feeling, and the guys gonna be like, yeah, okay. Well, since everybody it's about how everybody feels, I don't even know why I'm here. I'm being sarcastic with that, brothers and sisters. But again, I'm just trying to get some light and, and get some 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 uh, some meat, if you will. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a lots of words. Uh, to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, where it does say, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. God goes on to have this repeated in the Bible in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25, where it says, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That, again, and this concept that you can feel as you're doing something is right, but the end result is going to be death. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 12, and keeping with that concept, he says, every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. Not your sincerity. Where's your mind at? Is your mind on what God finds important, a priority, God's opinion, God's feelings, or is it just about us? Because to, us, to every man, every man is going to be right in his own eyes. And that's why I try to give, hopefully, the, the exaggerated examples about a pedophile the exaggerated examples about uh, um, uh, uh, the L- LGBTQ movement or what have you, that it, it, so where do morals begin and end? What can we find, what can we say is now moral if it's just about how a person feels sincerely in their heart, how a person feels sincerely in their mind? Everybody has got their own opinions. Everybody's got their own thoughts. So at what point can we establish morals? 
We have to, and this is what God has given us, the, the children of Israel, that we, that we slipped on, that we failed on, all right? Um, now, concerning how we feel, I'm not going to go down this, this rabbit hole, but concerning how we feel, again, he addresses this in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 8. He says, the way of man is forward and strange, but as for the pure, his work is right. So the way of man, compared to how God does things, what we can in our minds, is forward and strange. Like, God don't understand, where'd y'all, how'd y'all put that together? That got nothing to do with, like, in taking the, the, the rainbow, which God gave to, 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 to Noah as a covenant, a promise that God would never flood the whole entire earth with water ever again, and made, gave us the covenant of the rainbow to, that he would never flood the earth ever again like he did during the time of Noah. How does that not get turned into the, the flag or the, or the beacon for people that are doing so the very acts of why God brought the flood in the first place? How did that get switched? So just give those examples with my sister, and, and, I'm, and I'm just touching on this to try and encourage you to please go back and check out uh, the Brother Tatapar's classes. The brother's doing some excellent research, and I'm going to tell you right now, um, the brother has, uh, uh, for the past year, he's had um, uh, his wife, uh, Hasidiah, uh, uh reading for him, and just the, the element that she brings uh, in just reading for the brother, and it's not just the scriptures, but the, uh, the, the research, the, uh, the, the websites, websites. Um, uh, uh, the secular research that, that, that's brought out. She really brings it uh, in, in her voice and how she, it, it comes out. Uh, it, it makes it seem it's less attacking and more like this is something I need to listen to. Right? We know how people are finicky like that. It's, it's, it's a great show. Check it out. All right? Check it out. Um, again, he does his every Tuesday and Thursday. Check it out. The brother does a great job with that. All right? he, he does a great job with that. So, let me use that as a segue to get back into my, the series that I've been going over. Uh, and usually I have the brother Gabar Kawai, but uh, he's called away right now to the plantation. Uh, we, we understand. If he's able to get in uh, uh, with us, he definitely will. We know, we know the brother loves to uh, participate, um, whatever it is that's going on. But picking up on a class that I started on Monday, picking up on a class I started this past Monday, which is, let me pull this up again. Um, to deny Christ's true birth, all right? To deny Christ's true birth. I started this, this class on Monday, uh, brothers and sisters, and I will tell you right now, um, this series that we're, we're starting on this thing about to deny Christ's true birth. Uh, again, let me, get, let me get my wording again. Let me get how I worded it one more time. To deny Christ's true birth. To deny Christ's true birth. Uh, I'm not just getting right away just to those those scriptures. I want to. We got to get into some historical context as well. Now, I'm not going to go as as, as um, extensive as Brother Tazapad does, but there's some things that we got to cover and get, and get established. That as we're going over these classes and we're going over these topics, that there's there's that we have to be making sure we're going through it the right way. We have to make sure we're going through these scriptures the right way. Um, which had, in our last class, we was really going extensively 
uh, into 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. All right, we're really going extensively uh, through 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. And we know the King James Version uh, for uh, 2 Timothy 2, 15 reads as such. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we was we really was going extensive into that and really trying to get really trying to get some I I I'm out of lack of words. Trying to get some depth, trying to get some comprehension. That's 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 the word we trying really trying to get some comprehension of what this verse means. A lot of people might even know it and might even quote it, but do you really have you really sunk your teeth into this of what this really truly I mean what this truly is? So we went over that extensively on, on Monday. So I'm not going to go back over that again, but we're going to, I'm going to read verse 15 again of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 15, and we're also going to read verse 16. So uh, if you missed out on what we was going over on Monday, it's available to you on, uh, on our platforms under ISBHBK Bible Talk, and then uh, just look for the class that says, uh, To Deny Christ's Birth. That's part one. And today being Wednesday, being part two. All right. So I'm going to read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 again, but then we're going to read verse 16 and pick up in verse 16, all right? So 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. All right? so, and we covered that um, on, on Monday. Now, continuing on today with verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 16, it says, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. That if we're not putting the study and putting that effort in to make sure we're being approved of God, that the work we're doing leads us not to be ashamed, but we are rightly dividing the word of truth. If we don't rightly divide the word of truth, and for everything, all the, the, the uh, insights, that we get from reading the same verse from different versions, that what it's going to lead to is profane and vain babblings, which are going to which will increase unto more ungodliness. All right. So this is Second Timothy chapter two, verse verse sixteen. I want to get some of these other versions. We have the King James we just read right here, but I want to read the same verse, Second Timothy chapter two, verse sixteen. And we want to read the same verse in other versions, uh, in different, uh, in other versions or other Bible versions, all right? To really help, help, hopefully increase our comprehension and our understanding of, of what this means, where it's coming from, all right? So Second uh, Timothy chapter two verse sixteen, it says, "But shun from the King James version, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness." Again, a person, if we're not really putting that work in and really studying and, and to, to make sure we know that we know that we know that we know, that we understand where God is coming from, that we understand why this was written, why God had this put in the Bible, had it preserved over, for all these thousands of years, for all these centuries, for us to be able to read it today. If we're not putting in that effort and to mean diligent to make sure we got the right message and we're giving the right message, to make sure that there's that we're not going to be caught up in there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of are the ways of we want to make sure that we're putting in that effort, putting in that study, putting in that diligence, everything we covered on Monday. Because if we don't, it says we're supposed to shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase into more ungodliness. If we're not careful, um, 
that, well, let me read the same verse, in, uh, the same verse in the Bible in basic English, right? The same verse, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 16, uh, from the Bible in basic English version uh, of the Bible. And here is worded like this. But take no part in wrong and foolish talk. For those who do so go further into evil. If we're not going to put the diligence, put the work, put the effort into making sure we're studying to get it right, to studying the, the right way of doing things, uh, so that we're teaching the right things, that we're teaching exactly what God wants and, and, and being precise and being accurate with what we're saying, what we're doing, what we're, what we're speaking, that if we don't do it that way, it's being told to us here. I, I like the, the wording here of the Bible in basic English, but take no part in wrong and foolish talk. See, if we're not going through these scriptures the right way, in the right context, uh, with precision and accuracy, there's going to be a lot of wrong and foolish talk. It's going to be people left to their opinions. It's going to be left to people with their own interpretations. And with that being said, uh, let, let me, let me, in dealing with interpretations, let's get uh, First Peter, I, I, just to make sure. I am to interpretation. I think I spelled that wrong. Let me check. That's one is correct. All right. Partial match. I don't like Daniel covered it so much. All right, cool. Um, in Second Peter chapter one verse twenty. In Second Peter chapter one verse twenty, it says, "Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation." A lot of people, especially you know, when I was coming up, nowadays I'm seeing all, all the, the scholars and the wordsmiths uh, uh, make sure the word uh, exegesis is used, which is just another word of saying you, your interpretation of what the Scripture says. But Peter who was given the keys to the kingdom of heaven from Christ himself. Peter, who had the equivalent of a third grade education. If, uh, if you want to say a, 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 a street guy, if you want to take it there. Uh, this is what he says. Knowing this first, there's a lot of things you got to know. He said, know this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. It's not about what you feel from it or what it's saying to you or what you get from it. Because if everybody does that, and everybody has already done that, brothers and sisters, I used to do this a lot, but I seem to do it again right now. If we're not careful in how we research and how we study and what we say and how and, and, and or we're willing to if we're leaning a lot on our own interpretation, our own understanding of what we think a scripture means or what a scripture is saying, we can speak, we'll be speaking foolish and, and evil things, all right? And we really don't want to be there, brothers and sisters. We don't want to be in that headspace. Now, when everybody's able to go by their own interpretation of what they feel the scripture might be saying, forget the context, forget, forget, um, uh, uh, if, if my thinking of what the scripture says is contrary to the whole rest of the Bible, but it, 
It's about what I feel that this scripture is saying, what, what I believe this scripture is saying. Brothers and sisters, we've, that has been going on for the past 8,000 years. Check this out. Please go to Google, and I'm, I'm going to type this in right now. How many C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A Christians denominations are in the USA. No, this ain't giving it to me. It used to give me the actual number. Right? The actual number. I probably could check that, but I don't want to take the time. I have to research that. I'm going to see if you can get, get me there quicker. Christian Denominations, uh, D E M O N I A N I A in the world. Let's check this out. Um, This must be, be people. Uh, they, they're making all this more complicated now. So let me see if I can find this real quick, brothers and sisters. Uh, it says, uh, the question I'm, I'm asking um, is, how many Christian denominations are there? And the person that comes up says, Christianity is, is divided between Eastern and Western theology. In these two uh, divisions, there are six branches, Catholicism, Protestantism, Eastern Orthodoxy, uh, Anglicanism, uh, Oriental Orthodoxy, and Assyrians, uh, uh, restorations, is sometimes uh, considered the seventh branch. So in dealing with just Christianity, there's six, sometimes seven branches of Christian denominations. So I'm going to go to Wikipedia, right? um, Christian denomination. What do we have here? Um, a Christian denomination, I don't know why it's got to be like this. Um, I'm just a number of members. It says, Christianity is the largest religious group in the world with an estimated 2.6 million uh, adherents in 2020. I don't want the numbers of the people. I want how many denominations. Maybe I, I'm worried to get wrong. Uh, maybe I'm worried to get wrong. Let me word it like this. Forgive me, brothers and sisters. Um, you know what? Let me do this because I don't want y'all hearing me just, just, just stumbling through like 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 a, a, a baby elephant who was just born uh, trying to get away from the gazelles. Let me do this, or not the gazelles, but the uh, with the from the um, uh, from the hyenas. Uh, let me put this on real quick. And so I'm, I'm going to get this, but I don't want all the dead space. I don't want all the dead space. Come on, back to life. Here we go. 
All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're back, we're back, we're back. Um, it took me a minute. Uh, forgive me, brothers and sisters. Um, it's been a minute since I, I've, I've looked this up. And, as, and coming back now and, and researching now and, and looking it up on, on Google, they've changed it. They've changed the answers that they, that they give to make it a little bit more um, uh, difficult to actually get the actual answer. So what I had to type in, and you, y'all, you're welcome to do the same thing. Uh, the question I asked was, how many different Christian religions are in the world? All right. How many different Christian religions are in the world? And when I, asked, when I finally asked the question that way, as opposed to denominations, with the denominations, they just told me how many people in the world are Christians uh, in the six or seven branches of, of Christianity, uh, mainly recognized in the world. But they didn't tell me how, how many uh, different denominations. So when I typed in how many different Christian religions are in the world, the reason I asked that question, brothers and sisters, how many different religions are there that believe in Christ? That's, that's the, the question at hand. How many different religions believe in Christ? And the answer is over 45,000 denominations. And it, uh, it's a YouTube that comes up. It's a YouTube channel that comes up, a YouTube video that comes up that, that, that says this. There's uh, over 45,000 different denominations. All right? 40, now think about that. How do we get 45,000 different denominations? That's not talking about 45,000 just people. 45,000 different denominations, different churches that believe they're following Christ. 45,000 different ones. How do we get to that type of number when there was only one Christ? Because people are continuing to follow their own, people continue to follow their own uh, imagination, their own hearts, and not really following the true Christ. Not really following the Christ of the Bible. Not really following and understanding who Christ is. Why was his name Christ? Why was his name? Why was he called Jesus? If you don't get that understanding, have that type of background, brothers and sisters, it'll be easy to believe that there was only that before Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of Mary and Joseph, was born. There was nobody else on the planet Earth named Jesus. That is what a person will be left with. Yeah, before Jesus, after he was born from Mary, he was the only one ever to have that name Jesus. Well, and, and then we started doing some of the research and find out that the letter J wasn't invented until the 1700s. That the letter J was not invented until one, uh, over 1,070 years after Christ's birth. So if the letter J was not invented until the 1700s A.D., then how could his name be Jesus? So they say, well, it's Jesus. Okay. That's in Spanish. That's in Latin. What about in Hebrew? What he spoke? With him being a Hebrew Israelite from the tribe of Judah. If we don't go and like research some of these things and get the context, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end there are the ways of death. 
to it now, we've got over 45,000 different Christian denominations, different Christian religions, all claiming that they, that they have a connection to Christ. 45,000 different ones. 45,000 different ones. They are divided into mainly six different categories. If we're not careful, brothers and sisters, if we're not careful, if a person not giving that effort to make sure that they're doing this the right way, it's going to lead, getting back now to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 16, uh, from the Bible based in English, it's going to lead to, uh, it needs to be, but take, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 16, for the Bible based in English, but take no part in wrong and foolish talk. For those who do so will go further, go farther into evil. If you're not making sure that what you're saying is, is historically correct, contextually correct, if we're not doing that type of research to make sure that whatever concept or idea that we get in our minds or being conditioned to believe, if it really can't be backed up, be careful. It will only push people farther into evil. Yet we will be full of wrong and foolish talk according to the Bible of basic English. When we read uh, the same verse, going back now to 2 Timothy 2, 16 again, when I read 2 Timothy 2, verse 16, in the, uh, the Beeren Study Bible version, right, in the Beeren Study Bible version, this is what it says, but avoid irreverent, empty chatter, which will only lead to more ungodliness. Oh, if we're not putting in that effort to diligently study, to make sure we're putting this message together the right way, accurately, with precision, that to make sure we're getting God's understanding of what God has going on, what the Father has going on, is what he gave us in these scriptures. If we're not going to put that effort in, we're just going to go by what kind of sounds good. We're going to go, just got to go by what makes me feel good, how I feel in my heart. If we're going to lead, us, lead ourselves that way, leave ourselves open that way, the Scripture is telling us, we're being warned by Timothy, Paul to Timothy, avoid irreverent, empty chatter, which will only lead to more ungodliness. Because now everybody's going to just talk about their opinions. Everybody's going to start talking about their feelings. And none of our, and, and like we read in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 89, our thoughts are not God's thoughts. The way we do things, or the way individuals do things, is not the way God does things. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's ways higher than our ways, and his thoughts and our thoughts. But if everybody is going to be allowed, to, it's just about how you feel and what you think and how you put it together. And it's not by how the most high puts it together. What God, now I, I can't even say intended. What he, what he means. The reason I'm not going to use the word intended is because if God wanted everybody to get it, then everybody would get it. But God doesn't want that's, that's and we're going to get into this also. God doesn't want everybody to get it. He wants to see who's going to follow him the way he wants to be worshipped and who's, and, and who's going to repent and change to do things the way he wants things done. Who's going to really find that, 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 that area, find that space where I agree with this. This part makes me feel good. So if I'm a homosexual, 
but that church over there teaches that homosexuality is a sin, but this church teaches that no, that homosexuality uh, is not a sin, and that that God loves you no matter what, and that no, Sodom and Gomorrah, no, God didn't destroy people for being homosexuals and, and, and lesbians and freaks. Um, that it's because they didn't receive the message of God. Whatever our people put it together, I'm going to go to this church because this is how they get down. We had that going on already with 45,000 different denominations because we're not avoiding irreverent, empty chatter, which will only lead to more ungodliness because we're not sticking to the script. We're not getting the context. We're not, getting, we're not comprehending where God is coming from. We're not hearing what he is saying. When, when we rely more on dreams, when we rely more on our dreams and our feelings and superstition than what is written, when we rely more on what my, what my mama told me, my grandmother told me, what my father or my uncle who was locked up went to prison and, and, and became a Muslim or whatever, or was a drug dealer and now he, he, he's, a, uh, 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 he's a business entrepreneur. And we, I, that's why I'm following him or what they say, and I'm following their blueprint, whether it's uh, Jay-Z's blueprint, whether it's Lil Wayne's blueprint, whether it's, it's uh, 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 Dr. Dre's blueprint, whether it's Sean Puffy Combs' blueprint. I, you, I'm, I'm not using music um, on moguls, uh, but it, it might be uh, S.B. Johnson's uh, blueprint. It might be uh, um, uh, Ebony Essence's uh, blueprint. Now, I'm going to follow those things, but not follow the Bible, not follow the scriptures. It's going to lead to more empty and reverent chatter that will only push people and lead people to more ungodliness. When we read 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 16 from the, the Common English Version Bible, from the Common English Version Bible, this is what it says here. Keep away from worthless and useless talk. It only leads people further away from God. When it's about everybody just talking about how you feel, which, all right, cool. You can talk about how you feel, then cool. Talk about how you feel. But don't bring in how you feel to God's message. Don't bring in how you feel and how, uh, and which, how you came up and how you see things. Don't bring that to God's message because now you're not going to be accurate. Now we're not going to be precise. Now we will be teaching the wrong message, which is going to lead to more ungodliness, and it's going to lead people further away from God. They're chasing their dreams, their thoughts, their superstitions, their feelings, more than God's word. Because not everybody can just talk about how they feel and what they get from it and, and, how, and, and what's convenient for them. Well, it says when we read the scriptures and get to the context, the reason Abraham was called the father of faith is because of the, the, the convenient, uncomfortable position he, he, he allowed himself to be put in to follow God. That he believed in God's word. That God said that leave everything you know, leave your security, leave everything of your, what you know as protection. And just walk in a land you've never been walk somewhere you've never been before. And I'll be with you. And Abraham left. And no matter how uncomfortable or how inconvenient it was, he didn't go with a map. 
Um, no, okay, cool. Uh, before we go, are you, uh, you going to tell me where we're going? Uh, I, 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 you know, can you just give me a hint about, you know, what, 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 I, I, what, what might be happening? I need to kind of see something. Abraham didn't do that. He just believed God's word. So that when he got to Egypt and they took his wife, they took Sarah, Adam, Abraham wasn't really tripping on that. He knew the father said he could be with him. So he knew nothing was going to happen to, to, to Sarah. Yeah, she was taken. But Abraham understood, am I going to believe what God said, or am I going to panic? Am I going to do like everybody else in the world does? You know what? We got to mob up. We got to get an army. We got to, we got to get a, a Alabama riverfront on Egypt because they took my wife, because they took Sarah. No, Abraham didn't do that, and the most high worked it to where not only was Sarah unharmed, untouched, then in giving Sarah back to Abraham – the king of Egypt gave many riches to start Abraham's wealth, to start his, uh, his legacy or his inheritance, uh, his generational wealth that he's going to be passing down to Isaac, to all the rest of his kids, and eventually down to Jacob. So if we're not careful, it says, again, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, for the common English version Bible, keep away from worthless and useless talk. It only leads people further away from God. All right? Uh, when we go to uh, the Good News Bible, we'll read the same verse now in the Good News Bible. Second uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 16 from the Good News uh, Bible. It says, keep away from profane and foolish discussions, which only drive people farther away from God. I'm hoping that from any of these versions that we're going over, that we're reading, that something is that something's resonating and coming across. Of why, why Paul would write this to Timothy. Keep away from profane and foolish discussions, which only drive people farther away from God. If the research and the study and the scripture to make sure you're doing it the right way, to make sure we're doing it precise, doing it accurately, to give God's word, God's message, God's understanding, if that effort is not going to be done so we can show ourselves approved unto God, so that our work, so we're not going to be ashamed, that we're rightly, we're doing it the right way, we're doing it all right, we're going through these scriptures the right way to get the right message among the 45,000 different messages out there among the 45,000 different Christian denominations. If we're not careful, we can be caught up. And remember, think about this, brothers and sisters. Think about this. With there being over 45,000 different Christian denominations, didn't Christ say that there's going to be many false Christs that will rise up in the last days? Didn't he say that? Didn't the, the true Christ, can we go with that and read him saying that? There's going to be many false Christs. And there's over 45,000 different Christian denominations. See, if, 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 we, if we look at it from that context, from that history, from that comprehension, you know what that takes away from? The conditioning that we've been given that there's, going to be, that there's only one Antichrist. The conditioning that 
the, the false Christ are the David Koresh's. That the false Christ is the Jim Jones. That the false Christ is that dude from India. There's so many the, the, these different type of names. I, I, I don't put my, 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 my energy into memorizing or knowing all these different names. As in now, that's supposed to be what I'm supposed to look at as, as the false Christ. Because if somebody calls himself the Messiah, calls himself uh, David, calls himself uh, uh, the Comforter or what have you, if, I'm, if we're not walking this message and looking at this the right way in the right context, we will not even imagine that with over 45,000 different Christian denominations, and I didn't, I didn't do that research. It, it was there, but, but I didn't really pay attention to it. And how many billions of people are involved in these in the six different branches of so-called Christianity? The billions of people, the largest religious group in the world, Christianity, that it says that broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be that go therein. But narrow and straight is the way that leads to righteousness. It leads to the kingdom. If I'm thinking about the billions of people that are in Christianity, and compared to what Christ said, there's going to be many false Christs who shall deceive many. Why? Because the effort, the diligence, the, 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 the work, is not being put into the studying to make sure we're going through these scriptures the right way, that I'm not being influenced by my own thoughts, my own feelings, my own heart, or whatever it might be, that many there be that go therein. So the wide is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be that go therein. Christ came back in Matthew 24. There's been many false Christ that if it were possible, he said, he said except those days be short. Well, no, let, let me get it. I'm putting it wrong. So let me pull it up. Well, I'm getting confusing like that. Let me go ahead and just pull it up. I don't want the message to come out the wrong way. Message at 24. Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. It says, well, I'm sorry, verse 23. Uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 23. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. Brothers and sisters, think about this for a minute. This is not, we're reading this from the King James Bible right now. I'm not going to get the different versions for, for this verse in Matthew 24, 23. But if you listen to what he's saying, slow your mind down and listen to what he's saying. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. With 45,000 different Christian denominations, which one of these religions is not saying Christ is with them? Obviously, every one of them is. I know that might be one of them stumbling blocks to try and consider that, that, that. But consider the conditioning that you've been conditioned to receive. Consider the condition that we received that really is not scripture-based. Then if any man shall say to you, lo, here is Christ. Now, we know Christ means anointed. That's what the word Messiah means. It comes from the Hebrew word uh, uh, Mashiach. 
which means anointed. So here, so if any man say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or the anointed. To be anointed means you're chosen, that this is the chosen way. This is the way we should be going. So for Christ, the true Christ is telling us, if any man say unto you, lo, here is Christ. Christ is at my church. Christ is in my, Christ, since I found Christ at my church with this religion, and there's over 45,000 different ones. You know, Christ is over here with our church. No, he's over there. Uh, uh, he's not over there with y'all. He's over there with, where my church begins, where my church pastor, or where, where my deacon is, where my reverend is, where my bishop is, or my whatever different titles we have. Shit. If any master saying to you, lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. This is coming from that proverbial straight from the horse's mouth, straight from the real Christ's mouth. Verse 24, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great, and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. What kind of great signs do we, does a person use to follow a religion? Look at the size of their congregation. Look at the size of their cathedrals. Um, uh, look, look at the, the, the hospitals that they build. That from that, 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 those are great signs. How can Jesus not be with them? Look at, how, look at how they roll. Look at how many people they got on bicycles riding across the world. Spreading the message of of, 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 of of this Jesus. Look at the size of the choir. Look at these signs. This is what we should look at. We're looking for these signs and not looking at the scriptures. The mega churches. The prosperity teaching. Or the, the, the numbers that they have. Well, all these people can't be wrong. We know that God killed everybody at one time on the planet Earth except for eight people. That God at one time killed billions of people during the time of Noah and only saved eight people. But somehow we, 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 we've been conditioned to believe that, well, if everybody's doing it this way, it must be the right way. Does that really, really go with? The God of the Bible and the God of history? Is that, is that a, a, a modern, new concept? Or does that agree with how God has operated from what we can read in the history of the, the Bible gives us? Does that really coincide? Does that really, does that really match? Or is that catering how people feel? I don't want to put the research in. I don't want to put the studying in to make sure I'm doing it the right way. So if everybody's going, everybody's doing it, I'm just going along. I'm, I'm caught up with the crowd. Everybody can't be wrong. But there's a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Check it out. Matthew chapter 24, 24 verse, verse 25. Behold, I have told you before 
Christ is telling you, before this happens, I'm telling you about it first. I'm telling you about it, that this is going to happen. So, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, that some of us are able to get past the shock value of some of the things that may be coming out and might be being said, and that we can grasp the importance of study. I'm not even saying to, to follow me, because the scripture does tell us that, um, let's get that. I don't, I don't want to just misquote it now. Let's go to Romans. Chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, verse 4. Let's start at verse 3. Romans chapter 3 and verse 3. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Because people don't believe that this, that God dictates what it means to have faith in him. But a lot of people don't believe that because it goes against how they feel. It goes against how their, their brains and their minds have been conditioned. Is that going to make the faith of God without effect? That God says that this is how his faith, this is how he knows you have faith in him? Verse 4, God forbid. Yeah. Let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. So it's telling us again, let every man, uh, let God be true, but every man a liar. So let's let God be true. And that's that every man is a liar. So this ain't a campaign, brothers and sisters, that you just follow Mashallah. No hell to the no. Follow me because follow me you're following the scriptures, and, and we'll, we'll walk through this together. No, follow me because I have such a charming voice. Shit. Don't follow me because I'm the epitome of health. Don't follow me for the riches and money I got. You, you, oh, shit. So, Romans chapter 3, verse 4. God forbid, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, we had to go back to what's written, y'all. We had to go back and do that study, put that effort in, doing, putting in that work. We've got to put in that work to make sure we're following and doing the right way, not just following what feels good to us. All right? From there, going back now to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Going back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. We just read the Good News Bible version, which says, keep away from profane and foolish discussions which only drive people farther away from God. Um, if I look at the International Standard Version, the International Standard Version, it says, however, avoid pointless discussion, for people will become more and more ungodly. If we're not walking through this and, and putting in that work to make sure that we're going through this with accuracy, with precision, 
the right way, we're going to have a lot of pointless discussions. And from these pointless discussions, people will become more and more ungodly. And we will look at the same verse, Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 16, from the Young's Literal Translation, from the Young's Literal Translation Bible. It says, and the, prof- and, and the profane, vain talkings stand aloof from, for to more empty, for to more empty, they will advance. It's going to make people, what you're doing, what we're doing, empty, and we're going to push ourselves further and further into it, really think we're doing something good, really think we're doing something right. But we're not walking through this, this message or walking the straight path. Remember, St. John 14 and 6, Christ said what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to a father but by me. He's the way. Are we walking the right way? Are we going through the right steps to get to the father, to get to the kingdom? Or are we being influenced? Are we being led away from our own hearts, our own desires, from a lack of studying? We're going to go into this, this, this brother said, we're going, to go, we're going to go into this. This is important, all right? From there, uh, let's go to Proverbs chapter 15, verse 2. From there, we're going to go to the book of Proverbs chapter 15, verse 2. It says, the, the tongue of the wise uses knowledge of right, but the mouth of fools pours out foolishness. So we was going over, and we're about to go into it right now. The tongue of the wise those who are truly wise, who allow themselves to be taught and shown the right way, they're going to use God's knowledge or use this Bible the right way or right. But the mouth of fools, those who don't want to put the work in, put that studying in, give that diligence, be careful, take care in how they're reading these scriptures, how they're putting it together, that the mouth of fools will pour out foolishness. Now, a lot of us might, have, might be following teachers, have, have followed teachers that are some, on, on the outside, seem like some really great people. They're, they're good people. But what they talk, it, it might sound biblical. It might sound like something Jesus would say. really is a bunch of foolishness. So we know that from Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 2, a truly wise person is going to use the Bible the right way. But a fool's talk will be foolish because it's not based on the true study of all the scriptures. That leads us, brothers and sisters, which is, again, to Isaiah chapter 28, verse, verse 9 through 13. From Proverbs 15 and 2, we get the tongue of the wise uses what? Knowledge. Oh, right, meaning the right way. But the mouth of fools pours out foolishness. So in dealing with God's knowledge, are we dealing with it the right way so we know that we're wise, that in God's eyes we're wise, in God's eyes we don't have to be ashamed. Like Second Timothy 2.15 says. Let's now go to Isaiah chapter 28 and start at verse 9. Let's now go to Isaiah chapter 28 and let's start at verse 9. And it says, 
Whom shall he teach knowledge? So that's a question that's being asked during the time of Isaiah. And God is having Isaiah write, uh, uh, post to the Israelites and for us to this very day. That's asking the question, whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom is God going to teach his knowledge to so that we can use it the right way? That we're, we're using God's knowledge the right way. Now, brothers and sisters, I... I don't want to get too far ahead of myself to make this 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 this, this seem more confusing. I really want to make sure I'm, I'm hitting on uh, all cylinders and try to bring bring this out. For Isaiah to have wrote this, let me look that up real quick. I think about it was before, but let, let me just get it real quick, if, if you will. Uh, bear with me. P R O P A Prophet I S A I A H Timeline Prophet Isaiah Timeline All right From about 742 BCE When the first When he first experienced his call to become a prophet To about 687 BCE Isaiah's influence Influenced the course of Jewish history By his oracles Of destruction Judgment and hope as well as his message containing both uh, threats and promises. This one for technical encyclopedia, uh, for they have about the prophet Isaiah. It says from uh, from about 742 BCE. I hope we that that. Well, let me just just say it. For for the prophet Isaiah to have been prophesying from around 742 BCE. BCE means before the common era, or BC, uh, before Christ. 742 years before Christ. Now, we know from research and study that the kingdom, the nation of Israel, had split into the two kingdoms around 722 B.C., The significance of some of the, these historical facts, we have King, King, King Saul reigned for 40 years. We have King David. We have King David who reigned for 40 years, then King Solomon. King Solomon was reigned for 40 years, if I get the, get the math correct. And then we have his son Rehoboam. And because Solomon had fell away from worshiping God by starting to, 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 to worship and honor the gods of all the different women that he married, from his, his wives and his concubines following their way of doing things and not staying straight and narrow of how God wanted things done, that God said, now the kingdom, the, the nation of Israel was going to split into two separate kingdoms uh, because of what Solomon did. That when Solomon dies, now the United Kingdom of Israel is going to be split into two kingdoms, which became the Northern Kingdom of Israel <clears throat> called Israel which had nine and a half of the, tri- of the 12 tribes, nine and a half were in the northern kingdom, leaving what became the southern kingdom that had, for the most part, two and a half tribes, Judah, Benjamin, and a, and a portion of Levi, is when the kingdom split. 20 years later is when the prophet Isaiah starts prophesying. Just 20 years later, 
in about 742 BC, BCE or BC. So Isaiah is prophesying this a mere 20 years after the kingdom split in the two. If we keep that in mind, brothers and sisters, if, if you have that understanding, and again, I got this from, uh, it says the prophet Isaiah timeline. That's what I typed in in the Google. This is what came up uh, for uh, biblical literature, Isaiah, prophecy, uh, poetry from Britannica, right? the Britannica.com. Uh, uh, all right. Going back now to, to what we was at in Isaiah 28. So now here's Isaiah, 742 years before Christ. 20 years after the kingdom splits in the two separate kingdoms, that now follow, that Isaiah is not asking this question. For it to be 20 years after the kingdom split, this means that Israelites, we not began our uh, diaspora. We not began to be scattered. That we were still very much in the land of Israel in the united land of Israel or Palestine, whatever, how you want to say it, when all 12 tribes were still together physically, geographically, in the same location, the promised land, the land that was promised to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. We were still there. It has now been 20 years now, and we're on our, we'll be our fourth king, King Rehoboam, then the kingdom split, and we had King Rehoboam became king of the southern kingdom called Judah, and Jeroboam uh, becoming the, the king of the northern kingdom of Israel. All right? Now, this is only 20 years later. So now God is, is having uh, Isaiah write this down. Whom shall he teach knowledge? So who is God going to give his knowledge to? See now that Israel being in the midst of the land of Israel, meaning what? We were still speaking Hebrew. We still had our generational wealth. We still had our lands, our culture. We still had our food, non-hybrid, alkaline, uh, 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 um, non-pesticide-free crops uh, in nature, if you will, uh, before the contamination of of so-called technology. We were in the land of Israel. We hadn't learned nothing about no Spanish, no French, no Creole, no English, no German, no Patois. We were speaking Hebrew. In our land, in our in our ancestral lands, in the lands that have been passed down since, since we came and possessed our land, that became known as the land of Israel, that since Joshua and the conquest of our reclaiming our land, that the lands that we had and we and that we had were passed down from generation to generation. That from when our our parents first entered the promised land. And it was settled who was going to live where, what tribes were going to be given what, and who was going to live, and, and, and within those areas or boundaries of the, the tribal lands, that this would be given to these specific people, to this specific family that was of this tribe, that that was being passed down for centuries now, for centuries. That now Isaiah is not having to write this down now, had to ask this question, whom is, whom is he going to teach God's knowledge to? Whom is God going to teach his knowledge to? And the reason I'm trying to blow that up a little bit, brothers and sisters, or bring some emphasis to that, is that we have so many Israelites today that because we're just now finding out our identity, 
we're finding out that that the, those people of Negroid, so-called Native American, and so-called Hispanic descent that we trace back to the 12 tribes of Israel, that is our national name, that that is who we are? Do you know how much knowledge we still don't have about ourselves? That a lot of us think that just because we have that, that that's it. That because I now know my identity and my nationality, that that's all that's needed. I'm done. I'm good. I'm saved. That, that's not how this works, brothers and sisters. That's not how this works. That mentality is, is, is juvenile. It's thwarted. It's wrong. That if Isaiah is having to pose this question, whom shall he teach knowledge? Obviously, he wasn't about trying to just teach the Israelites, they're the Israelites. So that wasn't something that, they, that, that, thought that Isaiah had to do 742 years before Christ. He was not having to teach the Israelites who the Israelites are. That's not the knowledge that he was talking about. He wasn't having to teach them Hebrew. We were speaking Hebrew. He didn't have to teach them how we cook. We were already in our land, speaking our language, wearing our own garments, cooking our own food in our own cultural way. So obviously, it was talking about that was not the concept of what it was, what the knowledge is talking about. For us to really say these things, even if, if just having come behind a, uh, from a Christian background, I know Jesus. Really, you know Jesus. That's why you see so many uh, Israelites. We will ask the question: What color is Jesus? And for the most part, when that question is asked, where people claim they know Jesus, for the most part, the first thing is color doesn't matter. I don't care what color it is, I still love him. How can you love somebody you don't even know? And that's in the scriptures. Let me get that real quick. Let me get that real quick. And I, I want to continue on with this Isaiah. Um, it is Romans. When we read Romans chapter 10, verse 13 and 14, when we read the book of Romans chapter 10, verses 13 and 14, Paul addressed this to the brothers and sisters that were in Rome. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, which is true. I'm getting a call from somebody during my class who I don't recognize the number, so I'm not picking it up. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him of whom they have not heard? How then shall they call on him in whom they have not I'm sorry. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. This other phone call was in my ear. Sorry. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you call upon the name of the Lord, you're going to be saved. That's what it, if we just look at that blanket surface, what that says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord is going to be saved. If we just take it at surface level there. But then Paul goes a little further, verse 14. 
how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So you can call on the name of the Lord, but if you don't really believe in the name of the Lord, how can you call upon him then that you're going to be saved? Reading on verse 14, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? If we ain't heard the, the scriptures about Christ, to understand the concept of what Christ really is and, and what he's about, and what what he he's what his what God created him for, and you never heard the truth about him. How can you believe in him? How do you know you believe in Christ and that you love God or love love Jesus if you never really heard about him? And it says, and how should they hear without a preacher? So again, if, if um, um, let me see if I can put this in a nutshell, you know, wrap this all together. For Isaiah to ask the question, some 742 years before Christ came on the scene, whom shall he teach knowledge? Obviously, he was not talking about the knowledge of, do you know your identity? Do you know your nationality? Do you know what color the Jews are? Do you, do you know Hebrew? Do you know the diet of the Hebrew Israelites? You know, our culture, for us, we're living in the land of Israel for the centuries we, we were there. We obviously knew who we were. And there was no need to have to teach us the color of the Jews, the color of the Israelites. There was no need to have to teach the, uh, uh, our language because we were always speaking Hebrew. It, it, it was really no need even for us to teach the law. We heard it every Sabbath. So then what knowledge, if we keep that in mind, brothers and sisters, if we have that in our minds, to understand the significance of why this question is being asked by Isaiah and uh, why this statement is being made in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 9, whom shall he teach knowledge? For Isaiah to be saying this 742 years before Christ, that means that was before we have been pushed out into any other captivities. This is obviously before the Assyrian captivity. This is well before the Roman captivity. There was still a question being asked of Israel, being asked, whom shall he teach knowledge? <clears throat> Who's going to really get God's knowledge? And then it says, reading on Isaiah chapter 20, verse 9, whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little. If we understand the significance of this, brothers and sisters. If we understand what this is saying. This goes back to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Or as he was going over on, on Monday, i go back and pull a few of these up. Uh, from 2 Timothy 2, 15, from the, um, the Bible of English, let it be your care to get the approval of God as a workman who has no cause for shame Getting the true word in the right way. The, the BSB, the Beamer Study Bible, make every effort to present yourself approved to God, 
and unashamed workman who accurately handles the word of God. The, the common, English, common English version, do your best to win God's approval as a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed and who teaches only the true message. From the Good News Bible, do your best to win full approval in God's sight. As a worker who is not ashamed of his work, one who correctly teaches the message of God's truth. The International Standard Version, do your best to present yourself to God as an approved worker, nothing to be ashamed of, handling the word of truth with precision. And there's one that said accurately. Oh, well, I'm going to go there. So if we're getting some, from, if we're putting all the, the, these concepts together, it's telling us now if we're not walking in this, that was the one I, I should have read. If we're not walking this in a straight line, the right way, putting a precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, the right way with precision, with accuracy. We're not going to be taught God's knowledge. We're not going to understand his doctrine. We're going to be missing. Now, for Isaiah to say this 742 years before Christ, Christ came, obviously, it wasn't about just having the knowledge that I'm an Israelite. It wasn't about just having the knowledge of who the Edomites are. It wasn't about just having the knowledge of the, uh, uh, the Illuminati. It wasn't about having the knowledge of different conspiracies that were taking place across the world with, 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 with the, uh, uh, the IMF or with uh, uh, the central banks or, or with whatever with Big Pharma, with Monsanto. That wasn't the knowledge he was talking about. That was not the knowledge that this was discussing or, 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 or referencing. It wasn't the knowledge, okay, I know I'm, I'm, I'm from Cameroon. What, what that got to do with, we, we already knew, we were in Israel, knowing where we were from. We already knew where our tribes. I did my, 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 my DNA, or that one, two, three, a madness. My ancestors.com. There was no need for ancestors.com because you were there with your ancestors. We were still in the land, our homeland, our family land, our generational land. So that type of knowledge, the knowledge that we, that, we, that we pursue today, was that the knowledge that, that, that Isaiah was talking about? For seven to forty-two years ago, that if we're not really doing it, referencing what was going on, all the knowledge that we attain today is going to be worthless, empty chatter. It's not going to mean any damn thing for what knowledge we're supposed to know, because we're not going through this precept on precept the right way. We're not going line upon line the right way accurately with precision to get the true message. To get here a little, there a little, to get the true message. And because we don't do it this way, because this, this has not been done, and mind you, this was being said to the Israelites 742 years before Christ came. So now let's read verse 11 now. Let's read Isaiah chapter 28 now, 28 and verse 11. 
And brother says, you know, one thing that said me that I, I, I want to bring out right now. You y'all y'all do realize, like this is the ultimate text messages, right? Uh, do, do y'all really understand that, or has or, or that really kind of dawned on you? Remember the book of Isaiah, the the scrolls that Isaiah wrote, the prophecies that he gave, and the histories that he gave in Isaiah. There was no chapter and verses. I'm saying it before. I'm saying it again. These are all just letters. And when you go back into the Hebrew, brother says, when you go back and read the Hebrew, and you learn the, the ancient Hebrew, there's no punctuation. There's no grammar. There, there's no. Uh, there was no question marks. There's no exclamation point, uh, uh, points. There's no uh, 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 periods or, or, or semicolons in Hebrew. And in the Paleo Hebrew, it was like it's just words on, uh, like to go back and actually read the actual scrolls, it would look like just words on a paper. One big continual run on sentence. I'm saying that. Because we 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 we've been so conditioned in the in the times of, that we're living in today, we don't really appreciate how we how how we spoke and how, how we read things. And the reason I'm, I'm saying it's like a big text message. <coughs> how many times can you read somebody's text message and what they text and what they meant? You didn't get. That what they text and what you perceive or what you thought they were saying, you were wrong. And that's led to wars among different people. That's led to people not talking to each other for, for, for years. Because I read a text message and there's no grammar <laughs> that I guess because it was in capital letters, that's supposed to represent a person yelling, I guess. I'm bringing it out that we're reading these these, these same scriptures, but we're not really putting in or really trying to absorb where the the writer or where God is really coming from. So we don't get the inflections in the voice. This is why it's important that we come back now. We can't read the, 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 the Bible so verbatim. There's times that we do. When we deal with the history, we can read that verbatim. But as Israelites talk, the way Hebrew spoke, we use a lot of metaphors and similes, allegories, similar to how you might hear uh, Native Americans speaking English, how, how, how Native Americans name themselves, how Native Americans uh, 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 took track of time many moons ago. How today, uh, uh, in, in, in language today, uh, the slangs that we come up with, that, that this is said, but it might mean this, but you, it, was, it, was not, it was not so much about what was said verbatim as much as it was about understanding where the person was coming from. So reading on now, hopefully that, 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 that was a little nugget for, for people's minds. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11. It says, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. This was, Isaiah, this was prophesied during the time of Isaiah. 
Verse 12, to whom he said, this is the rest, but with you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the, the refreshing, yet they would not hear. So to be able to walk through the, the, the scriptures at this time through, through, through the, 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 the Torah and the history that we had up until the time of Isaiah during this time, that we're going to have to put these precepts together, put these prophecies together, put these commands together. Precept on precept, precept on precept, line up on line, line up on line, here a little, there a little. That in that way, the precise way, accurately, that this will give the this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. Weary, us being mentally tired, wore out. Running around uh, uh, like a dog chasing his tail. Just wore out, just tired. That if we did it the right way, with that precision, with that accuracy, this is the rest. You may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. This will refresh us. But we got to finish the last part of this verse. They would not hear. I'm not trying to hear that. That doesn't make no sense to me. I don't get it. I'm not patient. Okay, then with God's word, brothers and sisters, it requires some patience. Hence, in your patience, possess your souls. I'm not patient. Just give it to me now. Just give me. Just, 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 just get to the point. That, that is not how God works. If we can do it the way I, that I want to deal with it, then I'm not going to deal with it then. So God just lost another student. God just lost somebody else. Because the way I do things, the way I get down, if it's not going to adjust to me, then, then you don't want me to learn this, so you want me to go ahead and just do things my own way. So I'm just going to just keep doing it my own way because you're not going to cater to me. We, we carry these mentalities, and it's, 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 it's outstanding as we come back and read these scriptures that that is not how God, God, there's only one time in the Bible where God listened to man, and that's when Joshua was, was, was killing the enemies as we were taking over the promised land, and the sun was about to go down, and, and Joshua said, son, be thou still, moon, stay where you're at, and God extended the day a whole another 24 hours so that Joshua and Israel the army of Israel could keep killing their enemies. To where God even got so excited, he listened, and then he started throwing rocks and, and lightning down at the enemies as well. Getting so caught up. That's the first and last time God ever listened to man. I know we, we hit our two hours. I know we just uh, hit our two hours. So for those that might have been listening live on the, um, uh, uh, through, through the computer, uh, through the, uh, the web browser, I, I know the, the show got cut off. But those who might have called in live, yeah, obviously we're going to continue with the class. Uh, and then you happen to be listening uh, to one of the archive shows or through, through uh, the libraries at www.blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash Meshava at um, the Israelite uh, ISBHBK Bible Talk on Google Podcasts, on iHeartRadio Podcast, on uh, Apple iTunes Podcast, the Podcast Addict. Obviously, the show is going to continue on. So just a little bit further. The show is going to continue a little, uh, further, a little bit further. Verse 13, all right? So going back to Isaiah chapter 20, verse 13, it says, 
But the word of the Lord was unto them, precepts upon precepts, precepts upon precepts, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Now, because our people refuse to hear the true message the right way, refuse to want to use any type of patience, that we were so caught up to just what we wanted, how we were saying things, and our own feelings. Now, I want to put that work in to be precise, that we walk in a straight line through God's word, the way of, of, of what he's saying. And now I want to go through all that. This Bible, God's word, has become unto them precept on precept. It don't make no sense. Precept on precept. I don't get, why, okay, why are we going here? Why are you jumping so much? I don't get it. I'm, 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 I'm going so verbatim. And because I'm going so verbatim, I, to, to guess, cast the, 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 the flow, how the spirit, how, what God is putting together, I don't get the true message. And now we got to go line up on line, line up on line. We were here a little and there a little. I don't get that. That don't make no sense to me. I'm not hearing that. And now because we, uh, we get caught up into these mindsets, reading the last part of verse 13, of Isaiah chapter 20, verse 13, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken because we don't want to listen to the true message. We don't want to put the effort and the time in of making sure we're getting the true message with precision, with accuracy, putting in that study, putting in our hard work, being careful to make sure we're going through this history and going through these things the right way it's been set up now that instead of this being the refreshing, then now this might be cause people to go fall backwards and to be broken and snared and taken. It's a very humbling thought. That is a very humbling thought. If we put this in context and we're putting this together with the history of the Israelites, with the prophecies that have been given, and if we look at the state of the world today, this is able to understand why there's over 45,000 different Christian religions. This is why so many people think they're on the right path and they sincerely believe it in their hearts they're on the right path. But you're wrong. You're dead wrong. We're dead wrong. So brother says, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as as we're gonna stop it right here. All right, we're gonna stop it right here. And yes, when I do come back, if if both sides will, God's will, uh I will pick up this class, which will be part three, right, which will be part three. Uh, I'll pick up this class on Monday. I'll pick up this class this, this coming Monday if, 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 God, if it's God's will, God said the same. Um, so I invite you to please join me. I invite you to please join me. Uh, again, we have a large talk every Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to uh, 12 noon, about 1230. Uh, if you're born and welcome, to please join us during the live class. If not, Again, uh, through any one of our, our, our platforms, 
uh, our main one at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Meshava. Uh, that's the, the, our main one and our biggest one, uh, biggest library. But you can also catch us on iHeartRadio Podcast, Google Podcast, um, Apple iTunes Podcast, and Podcast Addict. All right, and uh, you can uh, uh, you can follow us on any one of those those those, those uh, platforms and be notified of when a new um, a class is uploaded. All right, and, re- and ready for uh, ready to listen to. So with that, brothers and sisters, thank everybody for tuning in. I do thank you. Um, today being Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. What is today's date? Just to get a little time stamp. Today is Wednesday, August 9th. Today is Wednesday, August 9th. So we do invite you to please uh, uh, check out. Don't let your learning stop. All right? Please don't let the learning stop. It doesn't have to stop. Yeah, you can check out uh, our YouTube channels, um, ISBHBK for the Truth. Uh, which does have a class tonight from 7 to 10, uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, or you can check out um, Stream of Wisdom, SOW, uh, Houston, Texas, uh, where the brother uh, Quatazab and Nakarab will be handing class tonight uh, on YouTube as well, uh, starting at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, uh, check them out live. Uh, and then come back with us tomorrow, right? Come back and join us tomorrow for Blog Talk for – it might be tomorrow evening. All right, because uh, the brother Tazapah, if you listen to his class last night, um, is, is dealing, with, uh, dealing with some of those, uh, dealing with the court, the, the, the trial of uh, uh, his son's murder, his stepson's murder. So he might not be with us tomorrow morning, but he might do like he did last night and catch us tomorrow evening. All right, but I'll be in contact with him, communication with him, to find out if uh, where, where, where things are at and what's happening. If he's going to go ahead and handle the class, if not, then you, you'll hear my my uh, 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 scratchy, crackly, um, uh, crazy accent, sometimes hard to understand, lousy enunciation. <laughs> Some of the most corniest uh, uh, Northeast Albuquerque uh, uh Group around a lot of white Spanish people, uh, corny ass uh, <laughs> humor. I'll be back tomorrow. All right, I will be back tomorrow. All right, so with that, it is it is that guy. It is it, it is uh, it's me, Mashago. I'd like to say thank you everybody for coming in. Uh, and with that, have have a great day. All right, I I, I mean that every I do mean that. Please have a great day. Get your study up. Please get your studies up. Uh, if, if this annoys you, if this just annoys you, let us I am going to throw it out there. If the way I bring out scriptures and, and what I'm saying is just got you that annoyed, cool, then go study. Uh, there, I might have to do, incorporate what one of the brothers I used to teach with when I first came into truth. His name was Zion as well. Not the brother who was in, in the Rochester camp up in a. a Rochester, New York, with the the, the, the stream of uh, stream of wisdom, but it was a, bro- a, a, a brother, a, a friend, who I lost contact with. Lost contact with. His name was Zion Allah, who was originally from uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, him and Kawakaba Moth came into truth together, uh, and they literally moved, uh, getting taught by our teacher Ariala, uh, which was uh, in the camp that eventually became named um, the Shield of Wisdom. Uh, 
But it was Zion and Kel Cobb who, who actually moved from Los Angeles when Ariel came out there to retrieve his family. Um, Ariel stayed back in dealing with his family, but, Ariel, but Zion, Zion and Kel Cobb actually went up to New York to, uh, and, and became part of the camp uh, that Ariel was, was over called the Mount Zion. Uh, and the Mount Zion, uh, yeah, that's where uh, the same Mount Zion that you that, that has the brother Karash uh, and the brother uh, uh, Nathaniel, uh, I believe the brother Parazat, uh, that are now part of the, the Mashra Yashala and the um, uh, 12 tribes. The original name, Mount Zion was from under Ariala under 1 West 125th Street. So Zion and Kawakaba moved up to. Uh, to, to New York, and, and they were there running the Mount Zion, the actual uh, uh, men's shelter, I'll say like that, that was under under the uh, 1 West 125th Street. Uh, Zion was there, and that's when I met him. Uh, then I came up there uh, to New York uh, with Ariala, Aharon, and Kawakab, and we started traveling together, and, I started, and that's when I first met Zion, and we traveled back to uh, to, to to California, Albuquerque, and, and, and different travels. But one thing that I, Zion, he was a very direct person. <laughs> he was a very direct, <laughs> and one of his favorite sayings was, prove us wrong. <laughs> and that was the name of one of his radio shows and one of his cable shows, prove us wrong. Ah. <laughs> uh, for those who might have known Zion or seen Zion, because we believe that he might have passed away, um, uh, knowing his soul is resting in peace with the Father, uh, if, if that's the case, that <laughs> he had that way about it. You know, he had that way about it. He had one of the most uh, manly uh, Viking beards uh, th- that a person would want to have. Well, he, he wore glasses, and he was just, you know, the word Zion means weapon. The word Zion means weapon, and that's what he was. The brother, the brother is and was a weapon. All right, so it, 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 one of his favorite statements was, "Prove us wrong, prove me wrong. Uh, you, you, you think you're taking me in a fight? Prove me wrong. <laughs> you want to go scripture, scripture? Prove me wrong. I mean, that 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 was his character. That was his character that I really misappreciate. That if you don't like what I'm teaching, the reason I'm, I brought Zion up right now, and some of these scriptures are just rubbing you the wrong way, and the way it comes out." And I'm just wrong. Cool. Then go put your studies in. Go put your studies in and prove me wrong. If that's what it incites you to do. If this incites you, excites you to go study more. And brothers, I'm kind of used to, to what I'm saying. My father, for me bringing this information to my father 30 years ago, inspired my father. Most I used that to inspire my father to start studying the Bible more. And my father became a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> my father became a Sunday school teacher. Because there's no way me, the, the, the screw up that I was, I'm showing him scriptures and my dad is, you know, he, 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 He's a very intellectual person. So for me to come and bring out scriptures and things I was saying, he, he was like, oh, there's no way. So it cost him to start doing a lot more studying 
to where it, it, it got him on the road to become a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> the superintendent of Sunday schools for his church. It's, it's kind of got me laughing. But with that, brothers and sisters, I'm going to go ahead and say shalom. And with that, uh, uh, stay up, stay sharp, and may the most I bless everybody. Shalom.